welcome back to the Across the Pod NFL podcast. As, as week 10 has now arrived, as we take the time to preview the upcoming game week of NFL action. I am, as ever, your host, Andy Davis, and I'm this week joined by a returning guest, someone you'd have seen on our Houston Texans season preview. Back with me today is the Kilted Texan, otherwise known as Graham Henderson. Graham, first of all, how are you? I'm doing fine. How's you, Andy? Are you okay? Yeah, all good. Yeah, can't really complain. Um, I was a bit ill last weekend, so glad to get over that. Um, a little bit of a cold still, but nothing as bad as it was last weekend. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to the week- weekend ahead. I fly to the States in two days' time. Um, I'll be in the States by now in two days' time, so looking forward to that. A little week in America, a little bit of a sports week. A couple of NBA games, a couple of NFL games should be a good. And the Grand Canyon in all amongst that. There should be quite a good good week. That sounds like it. Um, I'm not quite flying off as quick as you, but I've got less than six weeks till I head back out. So um, I'm just excited, obviously. So Yeah, I can imagine. Which game are you going to when you go back? Uh, to- when I go back, it's the Browns game and then the Titans game at home. Uh, maybe make it up to Indianapolis for the final game of the season as well. Maybe that's on the peripheral, but definitely the two home. Exciting times, times. and before we go on to our predictions, you course you went to the JJ Watt Ring of Honor game, um, and I forget who they were against, but how was that experience? Obviously, you you'd be obviously by far the best player in your in your franchise's history. Just what was that experience like being at that game? Well, I tell you, I've been so lucky when it comes to these games. Like I've that we we've got three guys in the Ring of Honor now, um, Andre Johnson. Mr. McNair, former owner, and JJ Watt now. And all of these games were absolutely unplanned going into it. Like, they hadn't released that that was going to be the game when we'd picked to go to those games. So, to be there for JJ's Ring of Honor was, it, it was special. And, and it was more special because it was actually against the Steelers. So, his brother was playing, and the rest of the family were in town, and they made it so special. Um, I should probably share more videos of what I took because the whole halftime was just like devoted to him. I think they had 80 former Texans like players slash legends along the sidelines for him. Uh, it was a it was a real they, they did a real good job of it. You know, it was quite a classy affair. And I think when he did his acceptance speech of, you know, for getting his jacket in the Ring of Honor, uh, it, it was very brief because I think he was away at fault fault of bits on us. So yeah, it was really good, really special. Amazing. That's really good to hear. And I think you know, I, I recently went to a Ravens game where they had a Terrell Suggs Ring of Honor. And, um, and yeah, all, it was just, that was brilliant. I've been to one. I, it was a Packers one. And I've literally forgotten. I think it was Butler, the old Packers player. I've literally forgotten who it was now. But, you know, these kind of things are so special because it's just the ultimate honor for, for teams to do that to you. you know, sometimes they retire jersey numbers as well. It's just almost apart from the Hall of Fame, it's just the ultimate accolade uh, for any player to be recognised by a fan base that the majority of the time played for. All the fans are there. It must be a flat player as well. It was just a great experience. Yeah. The the other thing with it was he he's always quick to remind the people of Houston how much they booed him when he got drafted as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, when you when you hear, heard those boos, because I was a fan back then when he got drafted and I remember the boos on draft night watching it and for him to turn 
the franchise round to support him so much. He obviously worked really hard at his craft and he did so much um, for the team. You know, we, we couldn't get him that Super Bowl ring, but he was also a big community guy. He obviously raised a lot of money when Hurricane Harvey come in. I think it was over 38 million by the end of it. Um, you know, so real real guy, Houston, second home to him. Uh, he loves the place and, and Houston still loves him. So, yeah, real honour to be there. Fantastic. So let's go into our week 10 predictions. I mean, just before we do that, in terms of week nine predictions, I had um friend of the show, David Figgins, came on the podcast. And in our predictions, he got eight and I got 11. So, um, you know, not my highest score, not my lowest score. David does rank fairly low on the table. It's going to quickly get it up the overall table so far. So you know, still leading the way is Keg from the Magpie Channel, our Panthers fan. He had 13 correct scores, um, and then looking at the rest of the leaderboard, once my page decides to load up, um, so Sky still second place with 12 correct predictions from week two. Third is myself with 12 from week six. Fourth is David Kaprosh with 10 from week four. Uh, Freddie Harper Davis is in fifth with eight um, from week one, as is David um, with eight in week nine. And seventh is Steve McGuinness with his seven from week seven. And then right at the bottom is still me with my week seven prediction where I got six correct scores. So the challenge is there for you. Um, how confident are you beating those scores, Graham? Uh, I'm not that great usually in predicting scores. I, I always go with my heart over actually what's going on in the league. You know, maybe a bit of nostalgia from when teams were maybe a bit better. But, uh, yeah, we'll see how we get on. Like, like, well, tonight's game, which may well be done before this podcast is released, but it is Thursday Night Football. It's Carolina traveling to Chicago Bears in Soldier Field. I'm going to go for a Bears win. Um, I just think that neither team have been that good this year, but I just have a bit more faith in the bed, especially at home as well, um, to get the job done. Uh, but for you, Graham, who's winning this game for you? I, I, I'm going to go with the Bears as well. Um, I know that I know Carolina beat us, but they weren't that impressive. We were just really awkward. So I'm going to go with the Bears on that one as well. Okay, and next up is our final of two Jibby games uh, as the New England Patriots, technically the home team, host the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I'm going to go for the win for the Colts here. Uh, I just think that the Colts have so much more going for them on both sides of the ball. I think the Patriots are, are really struggling right now. And I just feel like, yeah, it's going to be one of those seasons for the Patriots. And I just think the Colts have a lot more going for them. And, you know, Minshew's coming to be brilliant. So I'm going to give the Colts the win. What about yourself, Graham? Yeah, it's got to be the Colts. The, uh, New England are this far away from, like, tank season. So... I, yeah, you've got to go with the Colts. They are by far the stronger team going into that, that game. England have not been good. No. Um, so next up is our first lot of 6pm games, which is 1pm Eastern for those listeners who are listening from America. And it's the main one we're talking about today. It involves your team, Graham, the Texans, as you travel to the Bengals. Now, before we go on to the actual predictions, just for you, just how happy have you been seeing CJ Stroud's start to the year? I mean, for, I think he... Right now, it's a clear consensus for Rookie of the Year. It's just been a fantastic, fantastic first eight, nine games for him. I mean, it was five touchdowns, zero picks, 
475 yards in the last game uh, in the thriller against the Buccaneers, and he still only had one interception in the NFL in a, in a regular season game. So obviously you had the whole thing with Sean Watson. He was there for years where he was your franchise quarterback and then even got the most yards and most touch, or definitely most yards in a season where you got four wins in 2020. Then, of course, all the stuff happened. And, you know, that seemed to, we thought for a while, it's going to screw your franchise for a long time. But, you know, Strad's come in and so far, so good. I mean, how have you found his um, his rookie year so far? So just been absolutely impeccable. We haven't won all our games, obviously, but as a rookie coming in, he was really unfavoured, like, in some of the draft schedules for not having food. Like, I think there was some test that he, he did miserably in, and some people didn't know if he could adjust. I think Ohio State has a record of not really producing NFL caliber quarterbacks, but I think Strauss come in, he's worked really hard. He's a, he's a film geek. You know, he studies teams. He's he's proved he can play in clutch moments. That that final drive against the Buccaneers, when we had to go the length of the field with 46 seconds, and he left six seconds on the board, you know, it just goes to show that this guy can adjust. He doesn't get flustered. He's careful with the ball. Uh, it was I think it was the uh, a couple of weeks ago, the game against Atlanta, that he actually broke the record for pass attempts over Dak Prescott without an interception. I think he, I can't remember, 191 or something he got to at the time. He might have even got higher before he made the pick. Uh, you know, the numbers are staggering that he's putting up. That 470 yards as well was another uh, rookie record. And I think Andrew Luck had 433 was the highest, and he's went 470. You know, he's, he's, he's kind of smashing these records. He's proven that the Texans were right to win that last game against the Colts the previous year, pick second, and let Carolina go with Bryce Young. I'm, but I'm really impressed with how CJ goes to work on a day. Uh, I think they need to open up the playbook for him. He's got a great accompaniment with Tan Dell. He's given Nico Collins a new lease of life. Just he's just been excellent. You know, you, you can't not enjoy watching him play football. That that's just the way it are. Yeah, I think for me as well, the last game especially he had three players with over hundred yards receiving. So it's you know, he's getting Evan involved. I mean, Noah Brown as well, Dalton Schultz, it's um as well as as well as uh, Tank Bell. And I think it's it's been everything you really, really wanted because, you know, most quarterbacks, they struggle in their rookie year. I mean, infamously Peyton Manning, Josh Allen wasn't great at the start, Tua wasn't great at the start. Even Aaron Rodgers had, I think, six wins in his um first year as a, as a starter for Green Bay. So to be doing what he's doing, I'm looking at the stats now and he's seventh in the league when it comes to uh, passing yards already. It was 2,270 uh, 14 touchdowns, one pick. In terms of touchdowns, uh, it does mean at the moment he is tied for seventh as well. So to be seventh in both categories and have just one pick as well in your rookie year, I think it shows just how good he's been. And and I think that what I love to see was, you know, exactly what you've been saying. You get to moment where you, know, you think you've won the game, then they bring it back and they take the lead and then you still come back again and get the job done. And um, with no real, with, with a lot of composure, no real signs of struggle. So to do that already in your rookie year, um, I think is quite astounding. And I think that, 
you know, also Tamika Ryan's been to get what he's doing in year one with this team as well. It's, um, I think, rookie head coach. If that was an award they gave out at the awards, rookie head coach of the year, I think he would probably win it as well. So, it, overall, it has been a, um, a brilliant start. But I do think that you guys will ultimately probably end up on a losing side on Sunday to the Bengals. Bengals are my pick for this game. Um, I just feel like the Bengals are coming into their own. I mean, you've got Burrow who had all these injury problems start of the year. And I think that, you know, I've said it before, so I'm not going to say it again, but I have said he's Tom Brady 2.0 if you exclude the draft position because he's got that sort of clutch clutch G when it comes to big games. And I think what we're seeing as well is the fact that he is starting off season slowly. Every year, in the last three years, they started off really slowly, like the Patriots did. They often started slowly. And then the more the season's gone on, the better they've got. And I think they're going to get now going... And if, if they keep going the way they're going, they're going to go into the postseason with a really good run down the stretch, a lot of wins under their belt, and then they'll go to the playoffs and be one of the hottest teams in the league. So, yeah, I think as good as Stroud's been, I'll just praise for not just them, but I think against the Bengals, especially in Cincinnati as well, I've got the Bengals winning it. But how are you seeing the game, Graham? I, I can't really argue with anything you've got to say there. Um, the, the Bengals, what is that, four-game win streak they're coming into this game with? You know, it's impressive. But everyone at the start of the season had the Bengals like written off right away, but they've slowly clawed themselves back in. Their offense is starting to click. They're starting to get some wins. Joe Burrows, obviously, I think he's he's more healthy now. Um, the issue is their defense isn't quite there yet. I think they rank like 27th or something in passing yards allowed. Um they are they're they're up there anyway, or they're maybe like twenty fourth. It's maybe the Russian yards that they're twenty seventh. They're they're not great, um, on the defensive side of the ball. Now, if we can get into a shootout with them like we did with Tampa Bay, then we may have a chance at the weekend. You know, because we like that your your stat with with three guys over a hundred receiving yards for the Texans. That's the first time that's ever happened in franchise history. So there's things that are happening in the Texans that are maybe going to throw these guys off. Like, who do you actually cover? Because he, he can get these guys over 100 yards on multiple multiple positions, you know. Uh, we're maybe going to struggle that Damian Pierce, I think, might be questionable for the game as a, as a running back. You know, they've been giving up a lot of yards on the ground. I think, uh, on average, it's 130 yards on the ground they've been giving up. Uh, so that means we'll have to rely more on Singletary and Boone. But this is what I told you at the start, you know, head over heart or heart over head. But I'm just going to say that the Texans are going to keep that bandwagon rolling here. And we're going to go in and beat the Bengals in their, their backyard. So, yeah, I'm going I'm going to go Texans. I've got to go Texans. I love that. I love the confidence. And I'd be all for it. I think, uh, you know, I remember years ago, I used to really look forward to every Sunday watching the Texans play. When you had that trio of DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt, Sean Watson, I used to always, they were almost my, almost my second team at one point. They were almost my team out of soft spot for, and they were almost my, I think they were sitting in the AFC, my team I rooted for in the playoffs when, I, when they had those couple of years because I used to love, I used to love watching Sean Watson play and I loved Hopkins at the time. So I've always sort of, you know, I always have a little, part of me that always wants them to do well and I um yeah it should be I think it should be I think that actually would be one of the best games of the weekend I think you got two great quarterbacks um some great pieces on both sides on the def- defensive side of the ball for both teams so yeah I'm looking forward to this game and I think this will be I think personally maybe the second best game of the 6pm slate 
because the other one I'm looking forward to the most is the Niners taking on the Jaguars. You've got a Niners team that have lost three in a row, but for me, they are one of the best teams still in the league. Against a team with a five-game win streak now, or six-game win streak in the Jaguars, um, I believe, certainly the Niners are, I believe both teams want a bye week as well. Um, yeah, they are. They are both off a of bye week as well. Um, should be a cracking game in Jacksonville. Um, who, who, who are you saying to win this game, Graham? Nine. I, I'm, I'm going to go with the Niners on this. Uh, I think they look so dominant at the start of the season. Uh, they, they've kind of come off the boil, but, you know, like they've just traded for uh, Chase Young. You know, on the other side from Nick Bosa, like Trevor Lawrence is, he's already having sleepless nights about this game. <laughs> you know, he is. I, I can tell he is. I would be. Uh, so I, I think the Jaguars, they're very up and down team. Yeah, you know, they're they're definitely going to win the AFC South. There's no question about that. I think they're the best team in our division just now. But I think coming off the bye week. The Niners have more to prove going into this game and they'll have a chip on their shoulder coming into this game. And I think we'll be back to to that Niner dominance at the weekend. So I'm going to the Niners. Yeah, I've got none as well. I think that they'll have a week to recuperate. It's probably, I think it could work both ways. I think it could that break could stop the rhythm of the Jags like they had before the bike. But I think also on the flip side, for the Niners, I think it could be exactly what they need a week off to recuperate so yeah i'm gonna give the niners a win on this one uh next up is a team that you guys beat last week in the buccaneers they're hosting the tennessee titans another afc south team um who's winning this for you graham well it's it's really difficult but i think with will levis as quarterback the titans have turned into a different team uh it's going to be really difficult i think Buccaneers are going to come off the back of the loss against us, feeling a bit sore. Uh, but I'm I'm going to have to go with the, I think the Titans are going to win it. Um, as much as it pains me to say, I think the Titans have got a new lease of life with that new quarterback. So, yeah. Hey, well, I've gone for the Bucks. Um, I think Levis is still, I think the game against the Steelers, he wasn't anywhere near as good as he was in that um game against the Falcons week before. And I, I I just think that he's going to go for a bit more, you know, a bit more problems. I think he's going to be a bit more up and down for him. But I think the Buccaneers, you know, they've lost a few recently. And they really, most weeks would have beaten you guys. You know, 37 points would win you a game in most weeks. I think they're definitely, I think, at a best stage than the Titans are. And I just think that overall, I think Baker Mayfield over Levis for me, I think that will be the ultimate winner for me. And I think, terms of the rest of the field is pretty much even. And I think Devontae David and the defense will have a, I think, have a good time against this Titans offense. So gonna give the Buccaneers a win. And then also I'm gonna give the Steelers a win over the Packers. Um I just think like Levis, a lot of inconsistencies for Love so far this year. And I know they beat the Rams last week, but that was the Rams who had, you know, Brett, Brett Ripien as their quarterback, not Matt Stafford. And I think that against a team like Pittsburgh with a defense, it's that time of year now where Mike Tomlin starts to get his team going and rolling down a stretch. And uh, I think ultimately, I think the Pittsburgh Steelers, they had also an extra three days to rest over the Packers. I think that's also crucial. So yeah, give me the Steelers to beat the Packers. How about you, Graham? Yeah, I'm in total agreement with that. I just don't think Green Bay have been consistent enough and, um, you're pretty spot on with pretty much everything you say, Andy. You know, I can't really pick holes when I when I'm in such agreement with with certain things. The Steelers will now start to churn out these results and stuff. And any team that's got a Watt involved in their team for me 
has a chance on a Sunday. So yeah, I'm 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 going Steelers as well. I, I'm not I'm not a great team bait to be fair either. So controversial, well, I know. Well, <laughs> this this next game may cause a bit of battle. I found this one the hardest to predict, and we we may all differ. We had two games so far that we've differed in. But this game might be the third as the Vikings host the Saints. Now, I've been so torn because I loved what the Vikings did with Josh Dobbs. But I also think the Saints um, on their day could be a good team. And I think they've been so really one of the hardest teams to predict this year. The Saints. I found them really hard to predict because every week they're almost like a different team each week. Um, and I just feel that the Saints may just have the edge purely because I think Josh Dobbs, he was good against the, against the Falcons. He had a great second half, but there were a few problems in that first half, a few fumbles. And I just think maybe, you know, I just think maybe the Saints might have that edge over them. Um, and I'm going to give the Vikings, sorry, the Saints the edge, but it's really, really hard to predict. And I really was back and forth all week as to who I was predicting for this game. But I'm going to give the Saints just about the edge. I also think the Saints. Okay. Uh, when I was in the States, the, the, the second game I went to see was the Texans against the Saints at NRG. And the Saints uh, uh, played very well. You know, they're they a very good football team. They just they just were lacking something that day. And I don't see them lacking that that X factor that they, they were lacking against us in this game. Um, they, they look very well coached. You know, they were they were on point. We just had enough to beat them that day. But I, I would go with the Saints. Derek Carr's got a lot to prove. Um down there in Louisiana. So I'm I'm gonna go with the Saints as well. Hey, and next up is I think will be I think it's the best defensive matchup of the week as the Ravens host the Browns in the final lot of six PM games. Um this one again is hard to call. Um I think both teams have got brilliant defences, um, particularly Cleveland. But I just, I think the Ravens are a better team on offence. I think that will be overall the edge. Uh, I'm going to give the Ravens a win. Yeah. Ravens, the Browns have to fail. We need their first round pick next year. <laughs> so the have to fail. You know, so yeah, Ravens for me, uh, I just want to see Deshaun Watson, any team he's in now, just get battered that way um, I'm not really worried but um, yeah no Ravens Ravens are the better team okay, and next up is the first lot of the late slate games um, 9.05pm for those in the UK uh, 4.05 Eastern and I'm, I believe 1 Eastern I'm not quite sure but uh, Arizona travelled to Atlanta probably one, the worst game of the week uh, maybe one of the worst games to watch you never know sometimes two bad teams can make it a good game Um but you, for you, Graham, uh, who's winning out the Falcons and the Cardinals? Falcons. Yeah, the Falcons will win it. Yeah. Uh, yeah just they're going to be the better team on the day. Uh, Arizona have had some huge struggles this year. And I'm not opposed to Arizona as a team. They they just are struggling. It's just one of their really bad seasons. You know, they, they often have a couple good ones. Their, their circle of how good and bad they are is really small compared to some other teams, and they seem to be on their bad circle just now. They just uh, can't get anything going. And I've I've seen the Falcons play us, um, and I reckon that the Falcons just have more on their side of the ball. 
So I'm I'm going with the Falcons. Yeah, I I can see that. I mean, I've got the Falcons as well. I don't really rate the Falcons, but I just think they've shown a lot more. And I think with Josh Jones really, apart from maybe James Conner being their only real positive of the season, to get rid of him uh, shows maybe that their 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 intentions this season to to, to fully tank. So. Um, so yeah, uh, and also they they do get your pick as well, don't they? Through the Will Anderson trade, so they're looking to get or probably you know obviously, obviously a probably first second overall pick, but they'll probably get maybe it depends how your season goes, but you're probably a top ten, top three, fifteen pick as well. Um, it could be anything with you guys. You could be you know seven and nine. You could be nine and eight, nine and eight. You could be I you guys are so hard. You could be anything this season. So they'll be. I'm sure keeping a close eye on your games as well as well as their own. Um, next, up, we head to the West Coast as LA Chargers host the Lions. Graham, who's winning this? I've been really impressed with the Lions this year. Uh, I like what they're doing. Uh, I think they're really strong. Um, they're just one of those teams that have been really down on themselves for a lot of seasons. But the way they've approached this one, um, I've been very impressed with, with the results that have been coming up. Uh, not that I, not that I delve too deep into what anyone else is doing, but I'm always aware of what other teams are doing, and I and I just like what the Lions are doing this year. They seem like a more polished package, and I just think they're going to get the win. I, I'm I'm going Lions on this one. Yeah, I'm the same. I think the Chargers for me again a bit of a unpredictable team. They seem to, but I think they've only really. I don't think they've ever beat a team they shouldn't have beat. I think the only teams they beat in a team that they really should beat, I think it was the it was Bears one week, um, and I think they won. I can't think of even beat now. I don't remember, I don't recall the Chargers ever beating a team that they that they shouldn't beat or a team where it's even matched. I think most of their wins have come in games where it has been you know teams that you really bad teams. So I'm not a big fan of the Chargers at all, and I think Staley is on his on his last legs. Um, speaking of which. So are the Giants, they're having a terrible season as they travel to Dallas, 9.25pm UK time. Of course, this game was a week one clash, uh, a 40-0 win for the Cowboys. And I don't think it'll be as big as that, but I think this might be the most one-sided game of the week. I clearly see the Cowboys winning this game. I think they looked really good against the Eagles. I know they lost, but they were really good against them. Dak Prescott, we mentioned it on the earlier show this week, probably his best game in two, three years uh, as a pro. He was brilliant in that, in that Eagles game. And I think that the Giants... You know, I think DeVito came in and looked pretty bad against the Raiders. And, you know, I don't know what's happening with Tyrod Taylor. But for me, I think that Dallas defense alone, I mean, if you've got them in fancy, if you've got them in your DraftKings, if you do DraftKings, get them in your lineup because they're going to get sacks. They're going to get fumbles. They might even get a pick six in this game. And I think that's probably a possibility. So for me, I think this was the easiest one to predict. Cowboys beat the Giants. Yeah, I think that is a no-brainer. I've seen some of the Giants this year. I've been watching some of their games, and they've been woeful at best. You know, I've I've not actually enjoyed watching them play football. They've they've been terrible. Um. So yeah, I can't actually say the other team because you you, you know because in here that's a that's a swear word in here. You know, you've got to put money in the jar or you've got to take a shot and say it. So. I'm going to go with the guys up north, them boys up north. Uh, they're definitely the better team in this situation. Um, they're going to run away with this one, I think. I- I'm totally agreement. They're going to sm- smash the Giants all over the place. 
I agree. I think it could be one-sided. Now, one game I thought would be one-sided if you'd give me the schedule start of the year was Seattle-Washington. But after seeing the Commanders and seeing Sam Howell, who was second in the league for passing yards, um, I'd be very impressed with, with that with that offence. So it was a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. Um, but I will give Seattle the win. Uh, I just think that I think they're a team that want to get back to winning ways after that horror show against the Ravens. And I just think that they, I think, it'll be, I think it'll be a high-scoring close game. I think the Commanders will give as good as they get. But I just I think ultimately, defence against defence, that'll be the main matchup. And I think ultimately, um, the Seahawks have a way, way better defence than the Commanders. So from, And also, they've obviously got rid of their two highest sack recorders this year in, in Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So for me, I think Seattle get the win, but I think it's a lot closer than it would have been I would have predicted come, you know, pre-season week three. Uh, but for you, Grim, who's winning this one? Well, you just knocked it on the head for me. I don't know how the commanders can be that um, competitive on defence. We're losing such, with two, like, huge pillars on the on, on the defensive line. How you can still look to, to cause as much pressure as you were causing. Um, you know, defence keeping it tight, keeping it close for the offence. You know, you can sling it around, but if you're not scoring enough touchdowns to keep in t- in front of the other guys, um, I think I, f- I I just don't know how they're gonna how they're gonna see out the rest of the season. Um, so I'm I'm gonna go with the Seahawks in this one. I just think they are gonna be too much for them. Yeah, I agree, uh, and I really like Witherspoon as a rookie. I think he's been brilliant. Um, now Sunday football game I'll be attending. Uh, I paid a lot of money which I thought I'd be getting Rogers against Garoppolo. Instead, I've got AJ, AJ no, um, what the hell's his name? I've literally forgotten his name now. The um, Aiden O'Connell against Zach Wilson. Yep. Now, for me, that is, I mean, I've been, I've witnessed, um, I think it was Trevor Simeon against, was it Zach Wilson last year? I think it was a Joe Flacco. I, it's, I, I remember I watched Jets Bears last year. It was a week. In, it was in late November. That was a terrible matchup of callbacks. This one might be the worst. And, um, but it should, I mean, I'm looking forward to going to that stage. I mean, I've been past it once. It looks utterly phenomenal, that Allegiant Stadium. And, you know, if you don't know my story, Lowe's listening at home. I am just two now away from completing all 30 stadiums going to a game at. So I'm looking forward to this one to see the stadium up close. It's, it looks cracking and I can't wait. But I'm not sure the game itself will be anything special. Um, I mean, defensively, maybe a thing. You know, you've got Max Crosby, you've got Quinn and Williams, Quincy Williams as well, two brothers. It's Source Gardner, and it's a really good Jets defense. I think it's going to be a great defensive matchup. And I actually am a fan of defensive matchups um, and defensive shootouts. So for me, that could be good. And uh, you know, my my brother, who's a Raiders fan, is very jealous that I'm going to this game. But for you, Grim, who's going to win it? Yeah. Uh... I actually think that the Jets are going to win it. They're going to go in and they're going to get the win. Um, I think, although it's going to be a terrible quarterback shootout, their quarterback's been behind centre longer this season, which for me means he might have that extra bit of communication with his with his offensive key components. Uh, they're, the Jets' defence, obviously, it's pretty good, you know. Sauce is a guy I was wanting on our team. Um, we went Stingley, which uh, I'm I'm okay with now. But at the time, and you you seen how much Stingley's been injured and how much Sauce hasn't been injured. You're like, well, maybe that was the guy. So I think the Jets are 
are going to edge this one against uh, a very, um, I, I don't know what the word is, you know, with the Raiders just now. They just seem disorganised. I, I don't know. Don't know their identity just now. So I think that's going to be playing the Jets' hands. Um, they've got to keep the run going for, obviously, Aaron Rodgers coming back later on in the season and taking them to the promised land, like they're all thinking. But, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a Jets win. And you're going to love that stadium, by the way. I can't wait. I can't wait. I mean, it's. I didn't really think much of it. And when, when I went to you, we, had a, we got a, a, a mega bus from LA to Vegas, and it was just, you go past it. Even though it was at night time, it was just absolutely phenomenal. And I just can't wait for this game, night game, get towards red zone throughout the day. It's going to be great. Um I do actually I do apologize to those listeners because I forgot. How could I forget? It was Mike White that played that game. And he got three touchdowns. He had a, maybe his best game of his career in that game uh, up against Trevor Simeon. So that was um yeah, that was a fun experience. And um I do think it'll be a fun experience for the Jets in Vegas on Sunday. I think they'll get the win. Um now I I did think that if you've got two poor quarterbacks again, it goes back to defense against defense. And I just think that that Jets defense is one of the best in the league for me. And I think that it's just going to cause so many problems. And it's won the Jets a lot more games than the Raiders' defence has won them games. So, for me, Jets, sadly, all the way. Um, and then finally, um, Buffalo travel, uh, Buffalo hosting Denver Broncos on Monday Night Football. For you, Graham, who's winning this one? Well, the Bu- Buffalo Bills have been quite disappointing this season. Uh, I think a lot of people say that, but we're having that home... Bills, it's up in Buffalo, isn't it? He said, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're having that Bills Mafia behind them. I think they're, they're, they'll eke out the win. They're going to they're gonna right this ship at some point and be that consistent monster that they were the last couple of seasons. Uh, it's just been taking a little time. So I, I think Buffalo for me, I'm going to go Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I agree. I've, I've got the Bills winning this game. I think that I, I've recently been in that home crowd and it's loud, it's fierce, and I just don't. I know they want to, I think, two or three game wins straight to Broncos. I know they're on a bye week, um, they're coming off a bye week even. But I just think that the Bills, I think, just have too much. And I think they, they will find a way. It may not be pretty, like the uh, Buccaneers game and like Giants game they had recently. But I, I just think that ultimately they'll, they'll, they'll be just be too strong um, in most departments. So for me, the Bills win the game. And that is the end of our predictions. And we have, in total, two different correct scores compared to the rest. So... Looking at things, so we both went for wins for the Bears, the Colts, the Saints, the Pittsburgh Steelers, the 49ers, the Baltimore Ravens, the Falcons, Lions, Cowboys, Seahawks, Jets and Bills, whereas I went for the Bengals to beat the Texans. Of course, Graham went for the Texans. And I went for the Buccaneers to beat the Titans. And Graham went for the Titans. So, yeah, quite similar predictions, but a few different ones. So it's be interesting to see how that plays out on Sunday. Yeah, a couple of tiebreakers in there for us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's um, it should be a good week. I'm looking forward to the week ahead. Um, it should be a cracking, cracking Sunday slate. Um, but that is where we'll end the podcast for today. So first of all, huge thank you to Graham for once again coming on the show. Yeah, th- thanks for asking me again. Uh, always happy to help. And honestly, I'm just glad that you always ask. You know, I have a lot of fun when we do these shows. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a shame that, you know, you aren't playing us this year because I do normally, you know, try and get a guest on who's playing, who's a family team that's playing my team. But 
as of the bye week, had a bit more of a free reign, and I, I instantly thought of you. So, um, yeah, I was glad good to have you on, and look forward to having you on again, maybe in the playoffs. You never know. Never know. <laughs> but that is the Across the Pod podcast. I have been your host, Andy Davis. This has been Graham Henderson, and we will see you guys next time.